This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. One of the core beliefs of the Campbell River Vineyard is God is speaking to us. There's a Rama space in their church where people who receive a word, vision, or relevant scripture can explain this to the congregation. So Cortez Currents has senior pastors, Barry and Nancy Cardell. How does God speak to us? Well, actually, God speaks to us in multiple ways. Sometimes we know that this is him because there's such a strong presence in the room. And sometimes it's so quiet that you don't know it's God. You just think it's your own voice talking. Each person is built different. And each person hears in the way God has made them to hear. Like when you're reading scripture, there might be a verse that stands out stronger than any other. It might even bring you to tears because it's went so deep within what you needed to hear. For some, it's pictures. You might get a picture in your mind. Sometimes people have just thoughts. They don't know where they came from. That's me. I do get... God speaking to me through scripture, but he also gives me pictures and he puts words together in order for me to understand. Sometimes I will say things that I actually don't know it's God speaking. I just say things. I talk to people and random stuff comes out of my mouth and they say, how did you know that? And I said, well, I didn't, but you confirming what I just said means that it's God that has just spoken to you, and this is a word from him. It could be through scripture, through words, through pictures, through visions, sleep dreams. Some dreams you wake up, you know they're just crazy dreams, and sometimes you wake up and say, okay, this is something I need to pay attention to. Then I take that dream to somebody else and ask for interpretation. What do you think this means? And so the body of believers, each one of us, are together to be able to share those thoughts, those dreams, those scriptures, those words, to get confirmation as more than one person who's received that word. That would be my experience. What I would say, and this is definitely from, let's say, a Christian pastoral perspective, our primary way in which we hear God's voice is through his word, which is the scriptures, the 66 books of the Bible. That is the fundamental way in which we know who God is. God has revealed himself to us through his word. Now, in his word, though, it talks about what we call rhema words or words where God will speak to us today. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I speak to them and they hear me and they know me and they follow me. So we know that by the Holy Spirit, which has come to the church at Pentecost, we have this ability now to communicate with God. God wants to talk to us, but it always has to line up with the character and with the will that we get from the scriptures. So the scripture tells us what God's character is like, what his will is, what his plans are, what our commission is, all of those things. So to me, when God is speaking, it can't outright contradict what the biblical text is. 
According to the Bible, there's lots of spirits that want to speak to us. There's the Holy Spirit, which is God who wants to speak to us, but there are other spirits that will speak to us as well and want to deceive us. So you do have to discern what is from God and what isn't from God. And that's the primary way in my mind. If something in you is saying to do something dishonest, for instance, we know from the character of God and from scripture, that's not God. If God wants you to leave your spouse and, leave be, with your spouse and be with someone <laughs> else or things like that, then our counsel would be, that's not congruent with the revelation of who God is, his self-revelation as we see it in scripture. At the same time, if God starts to call us on something and convicting us of sin in our life or of things we've done wrong, it fits very well with the nature of God. We can probably know this sounds like something God would want me to clean up in my life. But even those things we would say are always done not from a condemning posture. He convicts us of sin, but it's usually always for redemption. God is a forgiving and loving God who will speak that love and forgiveness into us. And that's also a way in which we recognize the voice of God. Are there other ways to test whether a word comes from God? One, is it true? So if I'm getting a word for somebody, I want to ask them, does this make sense to you? If I'm saying, I feel like God is saying this to you, or this has happened in your life, and they say none of that ever happened in my life, I have to recognize that I'm probably not hearing God then and be humble about that. So the first step would be, does, does this person confirm it? Or does it happen? Let's say God says, this is going to happen in the next couple of days, and then it doesn't happen. Then I wasn't hearing God. There was a bunch of Christians that really believed Trump was going to get reelected in the last election, and then he didn't. My view would be they have to repent and realize that they did not hear God and just leave it at that. There's times when you get words for yourself. And because you might be going through a time and he wants to encourage you, then I would take that to someone else and say, what do you think of this? I think discerning within community is really important. So what that means is if we believe God is saying something, especially if it's a directive word for the church or for a person's life, we would counsel them to get the whole community helping to discern what actually God is saying to them. The Cradells gave two examples of God speaking in their lives. One of these was how they became pastors of the Campbell River Vineyard. Over time, I started to feel a call in my life. God was saying, I want you to pastor a church. I had a moment where I was driving in my car and I felt the Lord's presence come into the car, and then he spoke to me, Barry, this is me. This open door to the ministry is me, and I want you to take it. I want you to step through it. It was an interesting call, though, because he didn't say you have to step through it. He said you can if you want to. But these were the words that came into my heart was, if you go through, I will kill you. Now, what does he mean by that? It wasn't, I'm going to kill you physically, but it was that if you want to serve me 
and serve the body of Christ. It's a call to pushing other people forward and not to be the center of attention. He really spoke to me about needing to lay down my own agendas. The late John Paul Jackson was known for the words he gave random members of congregations when visiting churches. One of the things that happened was we were at a conference and John Paul Jackson picked me out of a crowd, actually, of people and said that God had called me to lead and pastor a church and actually lead young men. He specifically saw that on me, but he confirmed a call that I already had in my life. Another confirmation was the fact there was a church waiting for the Cardells. So I asked the pastor, Charles Claus, about the process for that in the vineyard, and they said that they wanted us to actually take over the Canberra River Vineyard. I've always had a pastoral heart in the sense of I have a huge heart that cares for people, and I've had words also given to me. Barry probably got the stronger call to pastoring, but I was right there beside him because of the gifting and the callings that I had as well. We thought, how can we go and do this with three children? And then I got pregnant with number four and thought, now how are we supposed to do this with four? And that's when Charles and Anne met us and said, we believe that God is calling you to pastor this church here because of your character, because you're an ongoing learner. We prayed about it and we felt that it was a yes. So we said yes. When we were called into the ministry, I was a foreman out at the Elk Falls Mill. God told me that he was going to train me through the mill and management. That's where I was going to get a lot of my training for running a church. The church couldn't afford to pay me. We were taking over the church when it was quite small. So I did both things for six years, worked at the mill in management and then pastored the church. But God told Nancy the month and the year in which I would leave the mill. I felt like God told me when he was going to be quitting. But I also believe that he said, don't tell him because I need to speak to him and I need to be the one to tell him. But at the same time, someone can say afterwards, well, you can say it was that date. So I told somebody else I knew who would keep it to herself and said, this is the month and this is the year that God's calling him to quit. Once it happened, then this other person went and said, this is what she told me and this is what she wrote down. Give me another example of a big word in your lives. In 2016, I had goiters on my thyroid. And so they removed my thyroid because through biopsies, it was iffy to whether it was cancer or not. Two thirds of it has been removed. And then it went off to pathology. Before that result came back, I was called into my doctor's office because they told me I had a heart attack. And so I'm like, no, I didn't. I feel the same now after my surgery as I did before my surgery. And what makes you think that I had a heart attack? They ended up telling me that with the pre-op leads they put on you for checking your heart showed that there was one in the report it said carcinoma and it was cancer i just said right away it is not it's an administrative error barry was like you know honey you're gonna have to deal with it sometime soon and well i'll let you just leave that for now
I said, I believe goddess that is an administrative error and I do not have cancer. We went to see the specialist who did the surgery. And of course, we lived with the fact that he thought I was dying of cancer. And Barry was quite upset. We stopped on the way to see the specialist to get my results. I said, Barry, I don't have cancer. I know I don't have cancer. And he said, okay, that we'll pray for the best news. And we will know it's God speaking to us. So we go in to the doctor's office and right away, Barry's like, okay, what's the outcome? We already know she has cancer. So what do we got to do? The specialist goes, what makes you think she's got cancer? And Barry says, well, when we saw the doctor. At that point, the specialist used the same words that Nancy had been speaking. That was an administrative error. You don't have cancer. Can you give me examples of when the word was correct, but someone's interpretation has thrown it off? Let's say you get a picture of a train running down a track or something like that. Instead of just giving the picture that you got and all that God really gave you was the picture, you can try and interpret what that might mean. Oh, we're going down the track in the wrong direction or whatever. What you want to do with that is share the picture and maybe God wants to speak to someone else about the interpretation of that, or it might say something to a particular person that we really have no knowledge of exactly what it means to them. So oftentimes we're called to just give what God gives us and more than that. Now he might give you an interpretation of what it means, but I think that's where we can go wrong as we start to bring our own interpretation into a picture that we get. An example of that is we're in a prayer group And one person shared, I don't know what this means, but I'm getting a picture of a swan. And then another lady who was in the prayer group just burst into tears. I forget what swans mean to her, but it was the answer to her prayers. It's very important to just share what you have. Don't build on it. Don't make it grow. Don't put words into God's mouth of what a picture means or what something else means. Just let God's Holy Spirit come and speak to whoever it's for. The person who saw the picture of Swan had no clue it was for. She thought it was weird. Like, why am I seeing a picture of Swan? But it was so deep and meaningful and an answer to prayer. So it is important not to speak for God. He can do it himself. You've been listening to an interview with Barry and Nancy Cardell, senior pastors at the Campbell River Vineyard. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.